Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin, and I'm really excited to be interviewing a stylist, and her name is Jenna Robinette, and she's from Canada. But she's been here in Taiwan for 14 years. That's how much she loves Taiwan. Hi, Jenna. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to meet you because I'm, I don't know, I'm into fashion and I'm just like so excited to be interviewing stylists. There's so many questions I have for you and actually we've already chatted quite a bit you know, before the interview. But anyway, so Jenna, we're going to get into just why you're here in Taiwan and everything and how you fell in love with Taiwan. But to start off though, I believe you have a story to tell. Sure. It's the story of my tattoo. Uh, I have a I have a sleeve uh, that starts with a bird on my shoulder, and uh, it it's has, in color. It's very colorful. Yes. There's no there's no black. That's right. There's no black in my tattoo, and uh, it goes from my shoulder to my wrist and uh, wraps around with a bunch of feathers. And uh, the story behind it is uh, feathers in the wind. Um, and uh, when I was coming up with ideas for the tattoo, I looked on the internet uh, for different pictures of feathers and then I just searched it and I came across this uh this story and uh it was about uh, uh a man and he was saying many bad things about the the town wise woman and he realized the error of his ways so he went to ask for her forgiveness and she said okay in order for me to forgive you I want you to take your feather pillow and go from one end of town to the other scattering the feathers um in the wind as you do so he walked from sundown to sunset and uh, held the feathers up into the sky and they got blown in every direction. And when the pillowcase was empty, he went back to her and said, okay, I've done what you asked. Now will you please forgive me for saying bad things? And she said, oh, in order for me to forgive you, you have one last step to do. You have to go back and pick up all the feathers. And he was like, oh, what? But it's impossible. And she said, yeah, it's impossible to take back words that you say. So be careful um, that you always say positive things about people because you can never take them back. That is such a great story. And I think for you to do that tattoo on your arm based on that story, it's just wonderful and stays with you. And it kind of it's a reminder, but all, not just to you, but also to the rest of us who befriend you. Mm. That is so really neat. Do you mind saying about the other one? On your other oh, wrist, oh sure. Um, I have a I have a circle on uh, on my right, and it's a green uh, circle. Is, is it's it green? Blue. Oh, it's blue. blue. It's blue. Yeah. And uh, it's just a it's just a blue circle with nothing in the middle. And uh, when I get nervous, I often chatter a lot about <laughs> uh, whatever comes to my mind. Um, so it's a reminder for me to like look down and center myself. And uh, uh, the circle is empty. So it's a reminder of me that uh, I don't need to fill the room, that it can stay silent. So it's for me to look down and take a deep breath, center myself and be quiet. <laughs> you are doing fine. I, I love your ideas behind all your tattoos. I mean, you know, on your arms and everything. I know you have other tattoos, but we're not going to talk about those. But <laughs> and I think um, those are beautiful, you know, just an idea of um, why why you have these tattoos and it's a, a great conversation starter for you right if you meet when you meet strangers yeah that is so neat so anyway i am looking at jenna and she's sitting in front of me with this bright pink hair she dyed herself actually it's different shades of pink that's just how fashionable and stand out 
But then again, you were saying that you don't really like to stand out, do you? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a behind the scenes, more of a as bright as my hair is. Like I can I can have bright hair, but、um, yeah, I don't want to be right in the center. That is so funny. <laughs> you're you're contradicting yourself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> right, a stylist, you're always in the background. But the thing is that your role is so important. You know, whoever standing up front, you know, front stage. You said you're from Canada, and you've actually been all around Canada. So you literally lived in every single province that there is in Canada. Well, six, six out of the okay, thirteen. About half. Wow. What was your childhood like? I know that you eventually studied fashion design. Were you really into like you know wanting to be pretty, pretty and that kind of stuff? I don't know. Or you got influenced from your mom or? Uh, I was pretty、uh, like adventurous when I was a kid.、Um, I lived on a farm and in, in many small towns, and、uh, I was left to using my imagination a lot. So I definitely、uh, played dress up with my my grandma's old going out clothes, and、uh, I was always into like mixing different colors. I I started dressing myself pretty early, and I told my mom. What I wanted to wear. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since you were how old? Six, I think. Okay, six was six. when I was really like, I must wear yellow and pink together. <laughs> and my mom like would fight me and say like, No, it doesn't work. And I was like, I like bright colors. Right. Otherwise, I'm not getting out of the house. Right. <laughs> so、yeah. she gave in. Yeah, yeah. She was like, Okay, do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. So, so you always like bright colors then. Yeah,、um, often attracted to bright colors. Yeah, they're so happy,、is. you know. <laughs> so you're in the right profession. So you knew all along, ever since you were small, that you were gonna pursue,、um, you know, a study, a, a major in the field of colors and art and design. I think I didn't always know, and、uh, but once I started doing it, it just felt so easy and like I was at home. It made me like really happy to be able to to make a living out of that. So then you studied fashion design. So how was that?、Uh, it was great. Yeah, yeah. I learned、uh, I learned a lot. I had really incredible teachers. The thing I learned the most was to be a perfectionist. Where、uh, be, when be, people try not to be a perfectionist, <laughs> you know, for a perfectionist a to get really okay, go on. Try to convince me because、um, I'm a per- perfectionist.、Uh, before I went to school, I had some degree of、uh, sewing knowledge, and、uh, I had kind of my like own way of、uh, solving sewing problems, how to put things together. And、uh, my my sewing teacher was really integral into saying that's not good enough. Actually, that's less than perfect. Do it again. And、uh, I got really frustrated、um, that I had to keep doing it again. But once I did it again、uh, and found out that actually I can achieve. A, you know, like a perfection,、uh, and then it's it's worth it to to work hard and to keep like redoing something until it's at like a higher level of quality. So、mm-hmm. she really instilled that in me. So I left the like, oh, it's good enough to like it can be better. Actually, I can make it better. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. Do you not think that there are advantages and disadvantages of being perfectionist? Sure, sure. There's a level at the point where done is better than perfect. There's a there's a tight a tight line to walk. Oh, I don't know because I'm a perfectionist and I'm trying to be less of that because it can really get on other people's nerves. 
<laughs> but then again, in your field, I mean, you need to be a perfectionist, right? I guess. To a certain degree, you need to be flexible. As a perfectionist? Flexible, flexible perfectionist. You need to be able to uh, to do as good of a job as you can. But like, for example, time or budget doesn't allow you to do what you want. You have to be flexible. You know, you have to know when to result. stop. Mm-hmm. Did you ever make your own clothes? Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, I made um, baby clothes for my dolls. My grandma uh, helped me help me realize that. I used to she used to always bring me like a giant baby. Um, <laughs> giant baby. You mean <laughs> so, baby dolls, right? Like a like not a Barbie, but like an actual like life size yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. So I made clothes for that baby. And then I started making Barbie clothes. And then uh, I think when I was a teenager, I started making clothes for myself. Wow. Do you still keep them? No. <laughs> they were many, many failed failed attempts. I do I do have a little museum of, of past clothes that I've made for myself that Here? I can't. Yeah, that I can't like throw away. Oh, yeah. But, but not of course. quite so old. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, so do you still like make your some of your own clothes yeah. now? When, yeah. When I have time. You became a stylist after you came to Taiwan. Yes. How did you come to Taiwan and why? I came to Taiwan in 2002 because I took a class, uh, a TESOL class that encouraged you to teach English abroad and uh, help help teach the world English. And uh, they get you really excited about uh, traveling to many other countries. Originally, I wanted to go to Thailand, but I had a friend in Taiwan, and he told me to come stay with him in his house. So uh, I couldn't pass up that offer. So I came here. But then of all the places, all the countries in the world, you chose Thailand because mm-hmm. you had traveled to Thailand before on a vacation or something? No. No? No. Um, I just like read the profile and thought, oh, I can teach and live on the beach and have a merry life. Right. You were telling me that you hate the cold. Uh, yeah. So I'm very I, sensitive to the I was cold. just saying that you were born in the wrong country. I mean, yes, there's probably more beaches in Thailand, but then we do have quite a lot of beaches here in Taiwan, too. Actually, the first time when you came, you were only 19. Mm-hmm. And then you taught English for a little bit. And then you did head back to study fashion design then, right? Yeah, I, I went to Vancouver to study fashion. So so the first time when you were in Taiwan for how long? Three years. Okay, three years. And then you went back to uh, Vancouver and you studied. Mm-hmm. And then you came back to Taiwan. Yeah, couldn't help it. You couldn't stay away. <laughs> no. What was it about Taiwan that you just wanted to you know, come back for good? Taiwan gets so many things right. I had a lot of friends here. Um, it's such a, a welcoming place to be. I, I really felt uh, like at home here and able to to be myself and uh, just accept it as a, as a person. Like Taiwanese food is also delicious. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but the first time when you came, though, you, you were actually on the suburb of Taipei, right? It's only. And it wasn't until later that you traveled to Taipei and realized that, wow, you want to be in Taipei because you and I are both city girls. Mm-hmm. When you came back, what did you do? Taught more English? Um, initially, I started teaching again, but not full time. So the other part of the time, I started freelancing and uh, making clothes for like individual clients. Individual clients. Like, uh, are we talking about celebrities or? Um, no. Although, like, a couple people ended up with my clothes, um, but I, I didn't meet them uh, personally. <laughs> You know, um, uh, at that time, like leggings were really popular. So I I was doing quite a bit of leggings and uh, uh, a local store, Noi, they uh, they helped me sell uh, a bunch of leggings. 
and uh, through them, a couple people ended up with my with my leggings. I never really made a, like a collection. It was more of like someone would come and say, I have this clothing problem. I need a dress for this show or I need a costume for this reason. Oh, I got it. Or I need a wedding dress, you know? So I would like accept all these different projects from people and help them realize their, their clothing dream. Now, your first clients... Are they Taiwanese or they're... I guess they were foreign, my foreign friends. Foreign friends, right? Yeah. Okay. You actually designed wedding dresses? Uh, yeah. I, you uh, did that too? That's a big job. Yeah, it is a big job. So uh, you can design all kinds of clothes. I mean, it's like you name it, I can make it. I definitely explored and uh, I, I like a challenge. So uh, if someone came and asked me to make something that I didn't know, then I made it my homework to learn how to do it and help them achieve their dream. That is amazing. That's not easy because they only have the concept in their head. They don't have a concept on paper for say, you, do they? I, I'd say it was a collaboration. Okay. Someone um, definitely has to know like what direction that they want. Some people would show me a picture and say, I want it like this. And then I would say, well, what other details do you want to include that are not here? It would be a collaboration between um, their like original idea and how I helped them like realize it. And who were these clients in the beginning? I mean, were they just normal? Uh, they were all like my friends maybe that... Uh, and they're business people? Uh, they are... Uh, I guess a variety of backgrounds. Like a lot of them were like other like English teachers or just uh, foreign friends in Taiwan maybe that they couldn't find their size or they couldn't find their style, you know, that they wanted something specific that they weren't finding. Oh, I know who to go to when I'm thinking of something (laughs) and I want Jenna to make that for me. Do you think that when you design, are you a more simpler person or a more like putting a lot of stuff kind of person? You know I definitely I mean? love to use color and okay. for it to be really over the top. Um, but at the same time, I like like a more simple silhouette. Definitely join me next week as Jenna Robinette shares her views about Taiwanese people's fashion and how they dress. For In the Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin. 